Happy Halloween, everybody. Welcome to the Glenn Thinks Up Podcast for October the 31st two in the year of our Lord, 2020. How you guys doing? It's a Halloween extravaganza. I don't think I've ever done one of these before, but man, I'm really hot. Let me take off. I have a sweatshirt on. Let me take. Should have done this before the podcast. I should have took this sweatshirt off. But it's all good. We started the podcast now. Can't stop it for no reason. But uh, but how you guys doing? You having a good Halloween? You probably won't hear this. You probably won't hear this till after Halloween when you're sitting around with a bunch of canker sores in your mouth from all the sugar that you consumed out of your kids' candy, but uh, or grandkids' candy, or great grandkids' candy. There might be one. You never know. Listening to this podcast. There might be somebody that's that old listening to this podcast. But I don't even know. Like, I heard they trick-or-treating all over all over the night. Or did they cancel? Did they cancel the Halloween? I hope not. I hope there's some activities for kids, man. Kids need the normalcy, I think, more than the adults. Screw all the adults. That's what I say, man. You can get over it. If you're an adult and you're feeling bad for yourself, I feel bad for myself. I've just had a hard time emotionally coping. Man, get over it. It'd be all right. It's about the kids. We need to do normal stuff for the kids. But uh, that's, not, that's, not, that's not very nice. But uh, but I don't feel bad, especially on Halloween. I don't feel bad for the adults. I want the kids to do it. Because when I was a kid, I want the kids to be able to trick-or-treat. Because when I was a kid, we didn't have Halloween. I was raised in a, in a Christian homeschool household uh, that, you know, when it was this day, when it was Halloween season, was always happy fall, happy fall, you know? Or was it just like early, it's time to start putting Thanksgiving stuff up. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it was a happy autumn. And the church, man, the church would have like a, something like a fall festival or like they would call it Reformation Day party and you would get to dress up, but you couldn't dress up as anything scary. Yeah, so you can dress up as anything good. They don't believe in fun, is what I was. Well, why don't you believe in? Why can't the kids go trick or treating? Well, because of the devil. Well, what about the devil, man? Well, <laughs> Halloween, All Hallows Eve, and I was like, well, why can't kids just dress up and trick or treat? Because the de- it's like the anti-masker, like the anti anti-masker people the anti-masker anti-vaxxers yeah why ain't you wearing a mask well because freedom what about freedom what's freedom got to do with being considerate of other people well america oh <laughs> uh, well you do got a good point but uh but anyway you ain't even got worried about them people because they're like gonna die of smallpox uh <laughs> Um, their lifespan is the same as a early American settler. But anyway, that's yeah, that's how I grew up. But I did what I had to do, man. I did what I have to do, and I don't. I'm not bitter about it because, uh, because I just dressed up like the cowboy and went and got my candy like a soldier. And uh, you know, just I still made it happen, so it's all good. Don't cry for me is what I always say. But I mean, uh, 
but so Halloween's not really a big it's been a big deal for me and my kids but like uh just as like a holiday that you hold near and dear it's just never been that special to me because I really I didn't grow up with it you know you you know what I mean like if you don't grow up with Christmas people that don't grow up celebrating Christmas probably don't freak out don't freak out about Christmas when they're adults even if they start to celebrate it it's not like a big deal it's like somebody that converts to Judaism and they're like it's Hanukkah time it's probably like they're not like freaking out about Hanukkah yeah you know does that make sense but I mean I still like Halloween I'm just not one of those crazy people you know that uh those crazy people that are freaking out you know talking about it all the time but I mean my favorite my favorite Halloween movie is actually Halloween I've liked Michael Myers since I was a teenager like the old I like the old like 80s horror movies like I like Child's Play and Friday the 13th and uh and Halloween, like all the Halloweens, and uh, yeah, I haven't really been in a mood, man, because twenty twenty's been like a twenty twenty's been like a horror movie. So it's not I haven't like been in the mood to watch a lot of horror movies. But when I was young, I did come up uh, watching a bunch of the classics with like uh, Peter Lorre, Vincent Price, Boris Karloff, um, like Hitchcock stuff. Um, the old original Night of the Living Dead, like all these old movies I was watching when I was like really young. So, um, so I'm a fan of all that, you know, because a lot of horror movies now kind of rely on violence, like heavily on just violence. And that's not really, I mean, that's how violence is great every once in a while in a movie, but it's really not scary. You know, it's not that it's not just that eerie feeling that you get from somebody like Vincent Price, you know, in one of like the old classic movies like House of Wax. Um, and so, you know, I do appreciate that I got to watch those when I was, when I was, uh, little and not out trick or treat, (laughs) not out trick or treat. Happy fall. Happy fall. I would like to wish all of you a happy fall. But, uh, but anyway, at least I'm not bitter. <laughs> At least I'm not bitter. Let me tell you about something that I... Let me tell you about something that I did this week that uh, that was kind of wild because it was like a, something I've been living with uh, my whole life. And uh, I finally went and started the, the process of being tested for all my different allergies, right? Because I know sometimes on this podcast I might sound a little congested or you might hear me sniffle a little bit which I try to keep at bay I try to keep to a minimum on the podcast because nobody wants like you know that podcast of that guy that snots all over the place those like nobody wants to hear that man I get that but I mean at the same time I don't edit the podcast unless it's something terrible like I'm not gonna edit I might edit a little bit at the beginning or I might edit a little bit at the end or if like somebody tries to murder me in the middle of the podcast I'll cut out these are the things that I cut out I'll cut out if someone tries to murder me during the podcast. I'll edit that out. I might not even edit that out, to tell you the truth. Like, if somebody tries to murder me during the podcast, I might actually leave that in the podcast. Because I might be recovering from, like, 
somebody trying to murder me. You know, and I'll be like, people need to hear. Or what else will I cut out of the podcast? Like, that's about it. <laughs> like, that's about it. Like, if somebody tries to... Because I burped on the podcast. I've yawned on the podcast. I mean, what am I gonna? who am I trying to impress? But I try not to sniffle. Out of respect for you, I try not to sniffle. You know, because I know that some people have probably heard me sniffle before and been like, is Glenn doing coke? And then in your head, you're like, no, Glenn's not on coke because listen to how slow he talks. If Glenn was doing coke, he's like, you know, he must be really slow if he's like, uh, if this is him on coke. <laughs> like, if this is him on coke, he accomplishes nothing in his day-to-day life of not being on coke. Yeah. But no, I'm not on coke. It's just like I've had problems with my allergies, right? And I am an ex-smoker. Uh, so I don't know if that did some damage. But I finally, my dermatologist, because I have some like skin eczema problems that I had when I was young. And they're coming back. And I talked about the face aids, all that on other podcasts. And my dermatologist was like, look, you need to go be tested for allergies. Yeah. And so I started that process this week. And I went to the allergist. And what they do is they start putting all these different, like they test you for all these foods and like outside stuff that you're allergic to by laying you on, um, by laying you on a table, like face down. I took my shirt off. I laid face down and the nurse like start, like put all these, all these numbers on my back and then started putting all this different stuff on my back to see how I would like my skin would react to it and when I was done she was like do you want me to take a picture I was like nobody needs to see that you know I'm sorry that you had to see that like I don't want to see that you know because you're kind of used to looking at your body from like one perspective you know I think that a lot of people get comfortable with looking at their body because you're looking at it from like your head down or looking over at your arms, like looking over, or trying to peek over your back. It's like you're only used to looking at your body from one perspective. When you see a, like if you see, if somebody's like, do you want me to take a picture of you with no shirt on? Like, man, I ain't feeling, like I want to look at my body like that, man. I don't. Like, like if you're naked, like nobody needs to see that. Because you only, you see in a picture, you see a lot more of your body then you see Justin because you're like I know what I look like in your like because you I'm me so I know what I look no I don't know what I look like you know better than other people because other people got to look at like a hundred percent of me you know I never got to look at my face unless I'm looking in the mirror like my head I'll never got to look at my head all other people look at your head a lot have you ever thought about that like other people people that you see in your daily life see your head more than you and it's your head right it's your big stupid head and other people's looking at your head more than you right so this lady saw my back in person more than i've seen my back in my whole life like in person unless i'm just because i don't stand in the mirror and look at my back you know You know, you think there's somebody out there that's just, like, goes in the bathroom and that's what they're worried about. Or they have a full-length mirror in their room and they just sit there staring at their back like they're obsessed with their back. You know that's somebody's kink. Like, 
like what are you into are you a foot person nah I'm a back person I like a nice firm back <laughs> uh, but anyway it's kind of like it's kind of like your voice like you know how you hear your voice in your head you hear your voice in your head and you're used to the way that it sounds in your head and then when you hear a recording of your voice you're like oh my gosh that my voice sounds so bad and you know you're it makes you like not even want to talk because you're like that's what all y'all hear you know but uh but i have a podcast so i guess i don't really <laughs> i don't really care or i'm in denial i'm like y'all y'all i sound so good in my head but uh but anyway um they put all these drops on my back and um some of them didn't do anything and i guess some of them well welted up or whelped up like they made blisters like this stuff jacked me up a lot of stuff jacked me up and come to find out i'm allergic to all kind of stuff i've been walking around like i've been walking around think thinking that feeling bad is actually feeling good in my life all this time like i evidently i don't even know what it is to feel good because i take so much i take probably four times the -the over-the-counter um allergy stuff just to keep the stuff at bay every day i've tried everything over the counter and I, i mean family doctors they've treated some symptoms here and there throughout the years but like i gotta use all this stuff every day or i'm just like i end up just messed up with sinus infections and so they're pretty much like you're allergic to everything outside like trees grass like even change clothes when you come inside that's what you need to you don't even need to smell that stuff on your clothes keep your windows down at home or up in the car central heating and air like uh you're allergic to like all these nuts peaches apples um and beef right i'm allergic to beef the founder of state i I founded state night during the pandemic of 2020 i founded like the best holiday which is every friday you make steaks every friday state night right so you're telling me i'm allergic because the nurse was like uh is there anything that you'd hope that you're not allergic to like why she was putting all this stuff on me is there anything that you hope you're not allergic to? I was like, man, I don't want to be allergic to chocolate and coffee and steak. Like, anything else, I don't really care. But them's the them's the reasons that I get up in the morning. Them's the reasons I go on. And, you know, come to find out I'm allergic to beef, right? But I did find out, check this out, there's this tick. I found out about this tick. I learned stuff in my life, man. There's this tick that that I found out about this week called a Lone Star Tick. And if this tick bites you, it can make you allergic to beef, right? If this tick bites you. And so, I don't know. I used to play in the woods when I was little. I could have been bit by the Lone Star Tick. I don't even know. But, um, but it's not over. I have some more testing to do. I'm going to do some, like, patch allergy testing. Glenn, your podcast is so goddamn interesting this week. But I'm sorry. I don't want to bore you. It's like a... It's like a... That's what my podcast is going to turn turn out. I'm going to change it from Glenn Think Stuff to Glenn's Doctor Visit of the Week. But, yeah, like, so I'm just going to start getting allergy shots. They were like, this is how much it costs. I was like, I don't even care how much it costs. Like, I got to have them, you know, where they give you... It, like, slows down your whole system. 
you go for like a series of shots and then go back for boosters and it just kind of calms your your system down like slows it down so it doesn't react as much so i gotta do it man i don't even got a choice i don't even got a choice i gotta do it but uh but anyway i mean it's just it's just is what it is you know let me tell you something this week. I saw somebody talking about their ex texted them this week. Right? Um and it kind of got me to thinking about ex text etiquette. Alright? Ex text etiquette. Which is something that probably most people know about, you know, because either here's the thing. I don't think that a lot of relationships end on a good note. Some of them, um, some of them might end, you might be on good terms. Like some of them, it might be a mutual thing. If it's a mutual thing, I think that's the best case scenario. Hopefully in my future, there's something like that where it's like mutually, like we're both relieved, you know, not, that's like pretty much, yeah, but that's pretty much like saying like, I hope a relationship in my future fails which is i guess that's kind of a bad thing to like say but i mean of all the different breakups it's like don't you want one that's like ah oh, that one was pretty good we we're both relieved you know i don't i don't wish any ill will you know what i mean like it's just it's just mutual like wouldn't that be that would be almost refreshing yeah but i guess that normal people don't wish stuff like that but anyway like i was thinking about because you either you either get dumped or you dump somebody or or um you know some event happens that just makes everything like it's a knockdown blowout and you get in a big fight and both of you stomp off your separate ways right so you have all this but every once in a while like exes will text their exes like ex ex spouses ex girlfriends ex boyfriends they'll text they'll they'll feel some kind of way they'll hear a song or see a movie or be bored during a pandemic because I've seen some of this go on but I saw something about it this past week but I've seen some of this go on this year where exes are texting exes and I was thinking about like ex text etiquette I was like how should that look how should that work how would I react because I think that from my like from my experience like a person is your ex for a reason you know a person is an ex for a reason because like if they dumped you okay if they dumped you then what's to say that that wouldn't happen again yeah and then if you dump them shouldn't you just leave that door shut right i mean you dumped them for a reason so there's lots of people man there's lots of people in the world that's not they're just not that's just not it right and so i was thinking about like what do you do what's the best thing to do you know and you could do the like wrong like wrong number who dis you know or uh or new phone who dis or you could do like just the silent treatment which is something i kind of i kind of believe in you know because if somebody texts you you don't know they they could be drinking you know they could be drinking or they could like the next day if you just don't 
if you just don't text them back, they could be holding their breath, hoping that you don't text them back. Because have you ever sent a text, and right after you sent the text, you're wishing you could delete the text that you just sent? You know that feeling that you get, like after you sent, like send, like hit send. That's hard to say. After you hit send, I guess not. Not if you're thinking right, Glenn. Not if you have a good mouth. Your mouth sucks, Glenn. But, I mean, after you hit send, you know that panic that kind of can come over you? And you're like, oh, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, shouldn't you, like, extend a little bit of, like, mercy on those kind of people where you're just like, you know, I'm not even going to respond. That's my personal. Glenn, that's just passive. That's a passive way to... No, that's just, like, I, I, I kind of giving. I'll give you that one, you know? Like, just just um just because i think that's that's what i would want somebody to do if i felt some kind of way and uh and texted my ex or one of my exes i have a few exes man but uh everybody's got exes man but you just gotta know ex text etiquette and and it's something that you kind of gotta you you kind of need to know what you would do before it happens right you don't need to wait until you get that text to be like, what should I do? You know? Because you're not thinking clearly. You're not thinking clearly. You're not thinking logically. And in life, you need to think logically. You don't need to think with your emotions. Follow your heart is the dumbest advice that anyone has ever said. You know? Don't ever follow your heart. <laughs> don't ever. Follow your brain. Think about, think about it. If an ex texts you, it just ain't good, man. It ain't something that, that uh, a door that you want to reopen, in my opinion. That's my humble opinion. But, uh, and we'll just leave it at that. That's all I got to say about that. So let's just move on to the next thing that I want to talk about, which is cults. And, uh, I was thinking about cults this week and, like, uh, I would, I would probably join a cult if, uh, like, I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe this stuff because like to really to to believe something you got to kind of convince me of it and like I don't know all, all the cults that I ever heard of like none of them I don't it none of them caught me like oh that's believable it just is like there's a lot of people that join these things so there's a lot of people I think that really I don't really think that people are that stupid you know, there are some, there are stupid people in the world, but I think that a lot of people want to be part of something, you know what I mean? And I think that, I mean, if it's a cool cult, like, um, if it's a cool cult, like, if they are cool and they're not doing anything crazy, like, why not, man? Like, I was in a cult one time. You could always say that. You could always be like, man, this one time I was in a cult. And then you would be the guy at the dinner party that had the story. Yeah, but I've never been in a cult. Yeah, I've been around people that that talk about certain things, and it kind of creep me out because I'm like, is this kind of this kind of culty, man? You kind of sounding a little bit culty right now. But I, uh, but I am trying to pull up right now an article that I saved about cults. Because I was like, I'll look at some weird cults. How about I do this? How about 
I just type in weird unknown cults and I'll see what they're about and I'll say if I would join them I would say if I would join them see if they're taking are y'all taking applications man it's not even pulling up how come how come don't the cult thing pull up well it's not even pulling up that's not even Glenn Glenn your podcast is I don't know what's wrong with this why isn't this working I don't understand it. All right, well, I'm going to pause it and try to get this to pull up, and I will be right back. All right, sorry about that. I finally got the article to pull up. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, your podcast is so great. I know, man. But uh, I know, right? Uh, this this website is called Bustle.com, and the name of the article is The, Strange Cult, the Strangest Cults You've Never Heard Of. So I thought that this would be cool, and I'll read about the cults, and uh, and just tell you what I think about them, right? The first one's called Hono Hanasen Pagyo. The founder of this Japan-based cult, Hogan Fakanga, claimed to be a reincarnation of both Buddha and Jesus Christ. But that's not the strangest part. So Buddha and Jesus Christ, that's like... I mean, that's the best of two worlds, man. Like, you're a reincarnation of both of them. Like, he really... This this guy was really going for it. Um, this Fukanga... This Fukanga character is really going for it. Um, Fukanga also said he could diagnose people's problems by simply reading their feet. And if he didn't diagnose their feet, he told them they would die. So that's like a... That's pretty much like people's pulling out their dogs then, like... Look at my feet. I don't want to die. Followers were charged $900 per foot inspection until those same followers eventually realized they were being had, leading for the cult to unravel. Yeah, but 900 man, $900 for a foot for every foot inspection? Like, he had to be getting paid. But that's a lame cult. I mean, it unraveled. That really sounds more like a hustler than somebody that's, like, really, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm Jesus and Buddha and... $900, please, or $1,800. All right, number two, the Anthill Kids. This can, That's a cool name, the Anthill Kids. I'll give them that. The name has me intrigued. This Canadian cult was led by Rock Moise Theriault. Theriault. This is like some Canadian-looking name. Who is considered to be one of the most infamous criminals in Canadian history. Oh, snap. In the 1970s, he set up a commune in preparation for the apocalypse, which he claimed was due to arrive in February of 1979. I love when people set dates. I love when people set dates for their cults. I like that. That kind of puts the pressure. That puts the pressure on the cult leader. Like, I'm going to have fun until, like, it turns... February in 1979, and then they got a note. His offer of guidance and spirituality was attractive to a number of people, and they became his followers, the anthill kids. Nine women in the group were treated as concubines, being required to have sex with Theriot and, and the commune's other men. They would have 20 children between the nine of them. Theriot reportedly had both drinking and control problems, which came to a a climax one day when he chopped off 
the arm of one of his female followers. Good Lord. The follower ran to the hospital, leading to leading to his arrest. In 1993, he was found guilty of murder and sentenced to 25 years of jail time. So, leading to his arrest, I should say. They can't even write. Man, I need to get me a job writing for this magazine. Um, so, he had a bunch. He had nine women. Let's see. Nine women in the group. So, was that all the... Would that was all the women in the group? Or just nine women that were in the group? But that's messed up, man. I don't like stuff like that. When, like, women or kids are messed. Um, given the... I guess everybody gets, like, not a good deal when they're in a cult. But, like, women and kids, man, can't be messing up women and kids in cults. And he chopped one, he chopped one of their arms off. And that's, like, the number one. That's another reason I would stop the podcast. Like, I would edit the podcast if someone chopped my arm off. But, uh, like, if I was doing a podcast, like, if I was in a cult and uh, and this guy came in, what's his name? Uh... Rock Mononoff, Rock Theriault. If he came in and he's like, Glenn, you're a concubine and it's time. I'd be like, man, I'm doing my cult podcast right now. And he just chopped my arm off. I would probably edit that part out of the podcast. Not to make light of it, but that's kind of crazy, man. He was found guilty of murder and sentenced to 25 years of jail time. So that's 93... So, let's see, 98, 2008, 2018, he's out of prison now. He's out of prison. I wonder what happened to that guy. He's out of prison. So, maybe start another cult where he don't cut people's arms off. That would be the the move for that guy. All right, number three. So, I don't want to be a part of the foot cult in the beginning, and I don't want to be an anthill kid. That doesn't sound fun. Not, not, yeah, it didn't sell me on that. All right, number three, Blackburn Cult. The Blackburn Cult, also known as the Divine Order of Royal Arms of the Great Eleven. Man, that's like a long, that's, you need to shorten that up a little bit. I mean, Blackburn Cult works. Not the Divine Order of the Royal Arms of the Great Eleven. I can't even remember that. Was started by May Otis Blackburn. May Otis Blackburn. And uh, he had to do something. He didn't have nothing going for him, especially a name. And Ruth Wyland Rickenbaugh. Rickenbaugh Rizzio. That sounds like an Italian name. In the early 1920s, the mother and daughter pair claimed they had seen angels that would lead them to golden oil. Furthermore, it sounds pretty good so far. Mother and daughter, golden oil. We're going to get some golden oil, man. Furthermore, they said that these angels also apparently told them that Jesus was going to return. The duo and their nine followers, which made up the grade 11. Ah, oh, so they really couldn't, like, talk a lot of people into this. They couldn't talk. That's the with the divine order of the royal arms of the grade 11. Oh, you mean because there's just 11 people. Um, the duo 
and their nine followers, which made up the Gray 11, moved out to Simi Valley in California where they built cabins and temples. A number of mysterious incidents and disappearances were alleged to be the work of the cult. A woman, for example, was allegedly burned in a homemade brick oven to cure her from some ailment and died two, year, tier, two years later. So you can't, like, dude, put going in an oven as for brick oven as for pizzas, not people. That's what I always say. Additionally, the body of a 16-year-old girl involved in the cult was found under the floorboards. What? Of her adoptive parents' home. What? Her body had been preserved by ice, spices, and salt. And next to her remains were the bodies of seven dead dogs. She had been dead for three years. These incidents were never proven to have been connected or caused by the cult. Good God. Come on. Of course they were. Just the 1920, in the 1920s, they couldn't... You know, they had crappy detectives. In 1929, May Otis Blackburn was accused by a former member of the cult of defrauding him out of $50,000. A subsequent investigation led to Blackburn being charged for defrauding the cult followers out of over $200,000. She was also suspected of being involved in the deaths of the burned woman and the dead teenager. Blackburn was convicted of eight counts of ground, grand theft in 1930. She later won an appeal and was released. One report notes that Blackburn was released and the cult moved to Lake Tahoe, not to be heard from again. Other state that Blackburn died June 17, 1951. So that's crazy. Maybe she like got the cult got the old got the old people back together again or talked some other people into doing it. Isn't it real nice out of Lake Tahoe? I think that, that I've seen pictures of that place. It looks pretty cool. If you're going to have a cult, at least be somewhere cool. Don't be like Waco. You know, like Waco, Texas? Like, that don't look cool at all. Have you seen pictures of that? At least have like a dope setup if you're going to have a cult. You know what I'm saying? So that one doesn't sound good either. Cults never like, un, like it's never like happily ever after. Like they lived happily ever after. It's kind of like drug dealers or meth. Or like if you do drugs. It's never, people are never like, well that worked out. And yeah, I just lived happily ever after. Smoking meth into the sunset with the love of my life. You never hear that. You never hear that about cults either. Number four, order of the solar temple. I might like this. I like extraterrestrial stuff, man. The Order of the Solar Temple, for the most part, was a peaceful cult. I like peaceful. With beliefs rooted in Christianity, New Age philosophy, and UFOs. They believed that there was life. They believed that life was an illusion. And after it was over on Earth, it continued on other planets. Which honestly... Which is honestly not that different from the idea of heaven and hell that persists in a lot of Judeo-Christian religions. The strangest thing about the group, however, is this. 74 of its members were involved in murder-suicide acts between the years of 1994 and 1997. All of the people involved were dressed in ceremonial robes, making the whole thing seem planned. However, this didn't spell the end of the group. Current estimate, estimates place its numbers of members between 140 and 500. Dude, so this place still exists. This place still exists. What I really like is the way that this, uh, like the first sentence of the um, 
order of the solar temple like it starts out saying the order of the solar temple for the most part was a peaceful cult and then you go down a little bit and it says the strangest thing about this group however is this 74 of its members were involved in murder suicide acts but in like three years 94 to 97 so that doesn't sound peaceful it was pretty much peaceful until 75 people murder suicide each other yeah that doesn't really sound that good that doesn't sound that appealing to me maybe I don't maybe cult life ain't for me man maybe like just maybe the commune off the grid type thing appeals to me because I've been reading a lot about off the grid uh, stuff lately and that's really an appealing way of life yeah that's really kind of a it seems like a lot of work but once you get set up I think that there's probably a satisfaction that goes with that like not having to rely on society you know even if society collapsed you might have to adapt a little bit but the people that live off the grid would have to adapt a lot less than the rest of us and so that's kind of appealing to me but none of those cults that was like what four cults none of them sound good man you get your arm chopped off and one you get like you got what if you're have do you volunteer or you're like i want to kill myself or commit murder i mean that do you get to pick or they just pick you yeah you can well, we need a sacrifice to the to the gods of solar panel like i don't know how that works man i don't want to do that <laughs> i know i don't want to be in a cult where you gotta do that it's not doesn't sound fun but uh but anyway so yeah that's that i'm not gonna keep going with it i don't want to i don't want to it just kind of bummed me out a little bit <laughs> it kind of bummed me out you ever like i mean i just haven't been in the mood to be bummed out man i don't want to i don't want to know any more bad things today but uh but anyway that's about all i got for the day i'm not gonna keep you i'm not gonna bore you i don't want uh i don't want to beat anything to death on this podcast because i just like having fun man and uh i hope that everybody's doing all right it's uh it's halloween we're coming up on thanksgiving i'm already listening to christmas music i'm not gonna lie i'm already listening i've been listening to christmas music but uh but anyway anyway happy fall everyone happy autumn put your cornucopias out do you know what a cornucopia i bet you don't even know what a cornucopia is cornucopias but uh i hope that everybody has a good night take care of yourself man if you want to uh if you want to get in touch with me all the contact information for glenn think stuff is in the notes of the podcast you can hit me up and man if you just want to talk to me and be like man what's up this is i listened to your podcast and it really made me think about some strange stuff in my life um feel free to do that man i'm available to people listen to the to the old podcast and you can subscribe to it on any of the podcatchers i think i'm on most or all of them uh you can go ahead and hit subscribe so you ain't even gotta worry when a new episode glenn thinks stuff drops you don't gotta just like wait and be like oh let me type it in and find it it'll be there it'll be like bam it's ready for you 
You know what I'm saying? But uh, everybody stay safe. Take it easy on the candy because you don't want diabetes. All right, guys. Peace out.